you're listening to the sound of my voice today's topic we're going to be talking about mental health how angry a lot of us we deal with some form of mental health some way shape or form it could have been something that you've dealt with when young it could be bullying it could be whatever and sometimes there is always a reaction or fly off the handle i would say so today we have a guest on our show today sarah james sarah has spent the last 11 years in the social services field she is no stranger to working with people by empowering individuals to take action on issues affecting their lives including health education unemployment and their environment by developing positive skills and attitudes. Sarah has delivered anger management to agencies across the province and has also worked with youth, women, men in the justice system. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you so much for being part of the the episode for today. Hello, everybody. Thank <laughs> you, D'Angelo, for having me. Such a pleasure to be here on the Unplugged series. I work for the John Howard Society of Toronto, been here for six years now. I've uh, been with the actual organization for 11 years, so that's where it comes into me working with people who are in conflict with the law. I've been doing the anger management piece, so you know, every court, every probation office and lawyer probably knows me in the city. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's, you know, we're in contact with them quite a bit. and. It's so interesting that, you know, a lot of times when people first come to me, they don't want to identify that they have anger or uh, issue with anger. But I will tell you, at the end of it, they are so happy that they have taken the time to do this. And I just wish that a lot of people would do it prior to getting in trouble with the law. So if you feel yourself that you have been dealing with anger and not being able to deal with it in a healthy manner, or you know someone that, you know, um, needs to, you know, get some supports. With this episode, we're talking about mental health. This is part one. And I wanted you on board because I know with your background talking about anger management, it seems like mental health is is something that's taboo to talk about. We're going to just go right into it, break it down and just unplug it, unpack it and how can people find a solution? So it leads into first question, let's define mental health. What is the difference between mental health and mental illness? Ah, what a great question. So mental health, we all have it. And that's the thing too, is, you know, if I was to ask people, what is mental health? A lot of them will actually start naming off mental illnesses, such as maybe schizophrenia, chronic depression, you know, different things like that. When actually, in reality, our mental health is something that we have to actually pay more attention to. Where, you know, we pay attention to our physical health, making sure that we work out and, you know, we go to the gym and all this good stuff. But sometimes we tend to forget about our mental health and making sure that that's good and healthy. Anger management, which we're going to talk about today and knowing some tools and techniques to use is definitely going to sharpen your mental health, keep you healthy, and being able to deal with our day-to-day -day stressors. Why is mental health considered taboo? 
Great question. You know, since I've been in the field dealing with especially men to start off with, you know, a lot of men were raised to the point where, you know, don't cry, like, you know, don't show anybody your emotions. And it's actually called the man box that a lot of men whoa, have. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Break that down. Break that down. Man box. What is that? <laughs> yes. So a lot of men are, are trapped in this man box where it's this social, the social culture has put you in this box of who you should and who you shouldn't be. Like, you know, if if you cry, you're a sissy. If you are depressed, what's wrong with you? Get up, stop being lazy. Culturally too, across the board, I've had a lot of different cultures come and sit in my seat and have issues with being able to be open and honest about their mental health and mm. where they are with their family members, loved ones, because it is a taboo to have mental illness in a lot of different cultures and backgrounds, and especially for men. Let's break down a little bit with anger. So how is anger as an emotion related to mental health? Anger is an emotion that's a, it's a natural emotion and it actually is instinctual. And so it comes sometimes not even when we want it. It unconsciously comes, it consciously comes. When the anger does come, if we are not dealing with it appropriately, mm. being able to figure out why we're angry and try to resolve the anger, what's causing the anger, um, what happens is it starts to turn on us in our mental health where we will start to, you know, overthink things and we start to then feel it physically uh, physically in our body where we have headaches we have back pains we have ulcers heart attacks strokes all that kind of stuff comes from not properly dealing with anger so mental health is something where just in a really quick nutshell because i have so much to tell you um there's stages to anger and mm -hmm. the anger cycle. And so trigger escalation, crisis, recovery, depression. Mm -hmm. And so depression is the phase, the very last phase where you start to feel guilty, regretful for the behavior you've done in those outrages. And so when that happens over and over again, we tend to kind of fall into this depression stage all the time. And so therefore it actually turns into depression. And you know, you start to just have these negative thoughts all the time. It's habitual and it just plays out in all your life let's understand like the triggers what are the main triggers of someone who deals with an anger problem that's a great question. So triggers are different person to person, depending on your lifestyle, your upbringing, your environment. Triggers come internally from mm -hmm. your thought process and externally from the environment. Internally, it could be a thought, a memory, a song could come on. It could remind you maybe of someone that you used to love. Maybe it brings up a lot of emotions and those emotions and then turn into negative thoughts because how whatever happened between you and that person. And so you can actually instigate your own anger yourself also just how you think about people is is your thought process negative if you're always thinking negative about people and negative about the situations you will internally make yourself angry again an environment or triggers so triggers can be you know certain people places and things right mm -hmm. so those are triggers uh that people may have you know some people get triggered by seeing police officers some people get triggered by going into bars because of you know alcohol and people fighting and things like that yeah people can get triggered by going into old neighborhoods maybe you know you're bullied as a kid and you know maybe you moved out of that neighborhood you go back in those kind of areas you know trigger memories for you and so mm. there's so many triggers uh but those are just kind of the breakdown of the two internal environmental where the triggers come from what are the key things to know when your anger is affecting your mental health 
Such a great question. And the thing is, is that you will notice that you can't think straight because that's what happens when we get into these outrages, crisis, anger, outburst. What's happening is actually adrenaline is flooding your brain. And so there's the amygdala, which is your natural fight or flight system that's in your body. And then you have your neocortex, which is this little guy in the front. And he is your like thinking brain. He's your happy brain. Like, you know how some people think of like the devil and the angel on your shoulder yeah that's kind of like your amygdala and your neocortex and so when you have these you know rages and stuff like that what happens is it floods your brain you can't think properly and so your decision making is taken off right so that's why we don't think of consequences we don't think about what's going to come or happen down you know the road here we're just thinking of the here and now and and getting this anger kind of released right and so what happens is is that on your mental health is that if you continue to have these outbursts go into crisis it's going to affect everything around you so your relationships right we're social people we're meant to be social and if i can't have people around me because i'm angry all the time that's going to affect my mental health having these outbursts also everything is a chemical reaction in the body and actually when you go into these crises what happens is it's like your body's actually going through trauma because all these things start to happen in the body because what is happening is that your body is preparing to fight or run away and so that's you know all the blood rushes to your major organs you start to shake when people get angry they shake and that's because your muscles are like gearing up to like run or fight sometimes we have tunnel vision like our vision changes uh, so all these different things happen physiological in the body and so you know that's trauma every single time uh, you get to that point so um, not only is it affecting your mental health over time it's affecting your body and those two work hand in hand so you want to make sure that you know when you are feeling angry if you're angry it's valid it's okay to feel angry that's what people oh anger is a bad thing no yeah, that the feeling of anger is valid, you know, yeah. if regardless of what it is, regardless if anybody agrees with you or disagrees with you, if you feel angry, then it's okay. But it's when you actually have to step back, take a look and say, well, why am I angry? Who am I angry at? What am I angry at? And how am I going to best fix this uh, situation. So who is it that I have to talk to? And, th and then we have all these tools, <laughs> communication, is something that we all have to work on. We think we're good communicators, but when it comes to anger management, yeah. we have to become a little bit better. Anybody can talk, right? And yes, that is called communication, yeah. but it's effective communication is what we need to have, mm. right? When I am speaking, are you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth? Mm -hmm. You know, am I leaving you more informed after a conversation than you know than you had before? right? So do you know what the issue is, why the issue was an issue and what I need from you in order to resolve this issue, right? Mm. So if you yelled at me, okay, yeah. I would have to say, D'Angelo, I feel frustrated because when you speak to me, you actually end up yelling at me and it makes me feel very belittled. And I just need you to watch your tone when you speak with me so that me and you can just have like a good, safe, honest conversation. Let me tell yeah. you, practice makes improvement though. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What are the tools for one to understand their anger and better cope with their mental health? Great, so I'm gonna give you a couple to think about. So the first one is know your warning signs. 
So as I was talking to you guys just a little bit earlier about the physical reactions of like, you know, you start to pace. Some people get really hot. Some people sweat. Some people, you know, get dry mouth or dry throat. When those things happen, that is your warning sign that you're about to go off. Pay attention to those things and, you know, then you can put something into place. Like maybe I actually just have to like walk away from this person or maybe, you know what, it's time for me to go on break or maybe I should just go take a bathroom break. It doesn't take long for you to deescalate yourself in those situations, but your body will tell you before anything that, hey, we're about to like go there. The second one that is a solution uh, as far as anger management can go is again, communication. Communication is key. So, you know, once you have calm down and get yourself away from the trigger you want to kind of think about what is the message that i want to get across and how what's the best way to say it the best thing to think about is like how would i want someone to approach me with this situation a lot of people think you have to get respect in order to give it when it comes to -to day-to-day communication if you give respect more than likely the person's going to give it back to you you know there might be that odd time but most of the time people will definitely give it back to you another solution for anger management is your support network it's so important to have support networks around you you know your support uh, can be people like close friends to you they can be a parent they can be a stranger sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. you know yeah you don't know someone very well but you just want to like pour your heart out to them it's because it's like they're they don't know you and and they're unbiased and sometimes it's just easier just to say something and maybe get that feedback from that person who you know is just going to tell you straight what it's like counselors things like that so it's important to have people that you can talk to and trust that whatever you're going to say that they're going to give you some good feedback sometimes your day ones your aces sometimes as much as we love them they're maybe not the best person to go to when you're having a situation where you're angry because a lot of times times our friends want to back us up i got you you're right yes yeah you should go say something (laughs) you should go do something about it don't let them sit there and say something to you or do something (laughs) to you and then it just gets us more riled up so we get more angry and so therefore we're going into the situation like on fire whereas if we had some good counsel someone to really just like say you know what you know, let's pick this apart a little bit. Let's take a look at it. Like what exactly is it that, you know, you're upset about and how we're going to deliver that to that person is a lot better. And just one more solution too. So there's a, you know, there's a array of different things that we can do, but you know, knowing your warning signs, getting away from the trigger to the best of your abilities, communicating what you need um, from the other person. And another thing too is like, Practice makes improvement. You're not going to be great at this anger management right away. So it's just about slowly but surely like implementing like certain things into your lifestyle, right? So even if it's just watching your tone, you know, that could be a start. Maybe if I just stop trying to swear, because like swearing even can get you riled up. Anger management's a beautiful thing. And the more that you do it, the better you get. And it definitely just releases a lot of stress in your life when you Mm -hmm. start to be able to um, understand yourself more, know your triggers, try to avoid them when you can, 
right? It's just like, if you're going over, Christmas is coming. I know we're in isolation right now, but let's say, you know, you have that conversation with your grandmother and she's going to ask you some questions. Like, you know, they always want to get into your business or something because it's, you know, they're, they're curious of what's going on with you. Maybe they ask that question, like, why haven't you had a child yet? And where's that pretty girl? Why haven't you married her yet? These are like, God loves them. They're coming from the best places, but sometimes yeah. it's so triggering, right? Yep. <laughs> so it's good to do a little like pre self-talk to yourself before you get on yep. the phone and do all these long conversations over the holidays that you're probably going to have instead of like seeing them. The questions are still going to be there. They're still going to be curious about your life. So it's just about, you know, kind of taking that moment before and say, you know what, if they say anything to me, I'm just going to nicely like divert the conversation or, you know, I'm just going to like bring something else up, like, you know, and just kind of go in there. Cause like when you do that, you kind of preset your mind that this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you deal with it so differently rather than trying just to kind of go off the hip and like, you know, maybe having your emotions like, you know, really flare up in that conversation. So that's another thing too. My last question. And this is a, this is a question that's really important because it's not always about the individual that's dealing with the mental health personally or dealing with the anger personally. It's about the support group. What are the tools for loved ones to better their understanding of the individual to help manage their mental health and find support groups? Great question. You know, and especially this time of, you know, 2020, we've been in the house a lot more with our partners and spouses and things like that. So I know it's getting tough for some people in this time, just because usually, you know, we're out doing our own thing. And, and right now we're kind of forced to like be in the same space for a long period of time. And so, you know, the best thing to do is if you're noticing that your partner or someone that you love is dealing with anger and the thing is that you want to make sure that you can bring it to their attention in a loving way. So you don't want to accuse the person. You don't want to say you're angry. You, you do this, you do that. You can simply, it's I message. This is how I feel. This is what it, what I think. So it just seems to me lately that, you know, I feel like lately your anger has been getting the best of you. You know, I've noticed that you've been yelling a little bit more or you're just kind of dealing with things a little bit differently lately. And so I just want to bring that to your attention. And, you know, I'm here for you. Like if you want to talk about it and if you don't want to talk to me, then, you know, let's take a look at who can you talk to? Like, are, are you interested in a counselor? Have you ever thought about that before? So just kind of, you know, just the way that you deliver it is going to make a difference between how the person's going to receive it. Right. So we want to be supportive, exactly what it is supportive, right? Just understanding, showing that we, this is what you've, you know, objective. I've noticed that this has been happening and it is everything. Okay. And so, you know, when you come to that person and your tone is right and you have eye contact and, you know, you are in a safe space, it's so much easier for that person to want to hear what you have to say. And so therefore they're more willing to maybe work with you and get the help that they need rather than feeling attacked and feeling like, you know, they're just going to shut you down and shut you out because, they just don't want to deal with it, right? So it's really important just to have open communication, 
be respectful of that person and know that right then and there, you may not get the answer that you want. You want them to be like, yeah, I do have an anger problem. And yes, let's call the counselor today. That's not always going to happen, but you planted the seed and maybe they might come around in a little bit and say, you know what, maybe I should talk to somebody. Right. And, and they might, they have to come to that conclusion on their own. If yeah. it's forced upon them, it's not going to be, even if they come to me, you know, I've had partners call me, you know, and say like, my partner needs anger management and when can they start? And so um, can your partner call me and tell me that they want anger management and we can go from mm. there, right? Because mm. a lot of times like I, I need them to be here and be willing to do it. Are you pre-contemplative or are you contemplative? Pre-contemplative, yeah. uh, I'm fine. I'm not even angry. What are you talking about? I'm good. Mm -hmm. Contemplative is like, yeah, I could probably change some things. There's some things I can definitely work on. And so when you're in that kind of, you know, headspace, you're willing to be open-minded. You're willing to do the effort to change and, and do what needs to happen. So that's really important too. But again, as, 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 as our loved ones, we are not doing them any good by not saying nothing and staying silent. Let them know how you feel. Let them know how their behavior is affecting you. It's yeah. not them. It's not they don't love them. It's not that, you know, any of these things. It's like your behavior is affecting me in this way. And sometimes once we understand that aspect of it, it's easier to then want to make the change because, you know, they're our loved ones. They love us, right? They just sometimes maybe didn't realize it or realize it, just don't know how to deal with it. So, I mean, doing that first step of communication is, is really the key. I want to thank you folks for so much for listening to this episode. You can find Sarah at S James at J H S T dot C A. So S James at J H S T dot C A. And I will either help you myself or refer you to where you need to go. You heard it right here, folks. This is unplugged. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. U N P L G D unplugged. And if you want to know a little bit more about me outside of the space, like on Instagram and YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel A F T R D R K and for Instagram D dot A F T R D R K. Thank you so much for listening to unplugged D'Angelo Valentine signing off. Peace.